Well, welcome back to Habit Helps, a podcast of Creekside Community Church in San Leandro, California, where we talk about how habits build you and about how you can build better habits. My name is Jeff Bruce. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm joined by Creekside's founding pastor. He's also my founding father. <laughs> you founded me, right? Uh, in a sense. John Bruce, uh, Dad, how you doing today? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still hurting from the Super Bowl, so... Uh... Uh, uh. You know, Dad, I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback this. <laughs> I'm not even going to Tuesday morning quarterback this. Thank you, Max. I'm not going to do any shoulda, coulda, woulda takes. But as I sat there grieving with my 11-year-old son, some lyrics came to mind <laughs> from the great band Nazareth. They really weren't a great band, but they did have a song that was memorable, Dad. Love Hurts. <laughs> Love scars, love wounds, and marks. Any heart not tough or strong enough to take a lot of pain, to take a lot of pain. Love is like a cloud, holds a lot of rain. Love hurts. Love hurts. That helps. That helps. (laughs) Well, I hope it helps you too, listeners. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And we're not going to talk about that anymore. You know why? Because the Warriors are improving. They are. They are playing better. And so there's always something to look forward to in the world of sports. (laughs) But today we're going to continue our series on Proverbs, smart people, what Proverbs teaches about building habits. Proverbs is about wisdom. Biblical wisdom is about skill in living, developing skill. And really that is making those small daily decisions that, that lead to a wise life. And so Proverbs has a lot to say about habits, the small incremental decisions we make that over time yield great fruit, great blessings in our lives. So we're looking at the kinds of habits Proverbs commends, and I'm excited today. We're starting a four-part discussion, Dad, all about discipline. What does Proverbs say about the value of discipline? This really gets to the heart of habit formation, in a sense. And and today, Dad, we're going to talk about why smart people love discipline. Now, Dad, there are many things I love. Many things. We just talked about one, like the Niners. I wouldn't say discipline is towards the top of my list. In fact, I don't know if it makes the top 25. So, so why, Dad, according to Proverbs, do smart people love discipline? Good question. I, I think that it's because a, uh, uh, no one stumbles into a life well-lived. Um, it is, has to be cultivated and practiced and uh, pursued. And which means you have to discipline yourself to pursue it. And I, I you know, this is an old illustration, but I think it, it's apropos. It's the old, uh, the marshmallow study that was done at Stanford in 1972, which they've repeated a number of times. But you probably remember they, they take a child, they put a marshmallow in front of him and says, you can eat this marshmallow now, but if you wait, you can have two marshmallows. And uh, the, some of the kids gobbled it immediately. Some of the kids went through great stress and then finally gobbled it and some of the kids waited so they could get two and they followed these kids for years and years and years and they found the ones who were able to defer um, gratification uh, lived much more successful lives they uh, whether you're talking about uh, intellectual attainments professional uh, success keeping weight off all these things they all the ones who could defer and discipline themselves to put instant gratification on the shelf to get something better 
all did better than the ones who ate the marshmallow immediately. And there's been lots of, of theories of why that is and how some developed that, that at that early age and others didn't. But just the, the raw data says that people who are able to say no to themselves in pursuit of a greater goal live a happier life and a more successful life than people who aren't. Yeah. So that's, you would, if that's true, we would expect to see an emphasis on self-control and self-discipline in the book of Proverbs, and I think we do. I've heard one person call it vitamin N. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's good. Take it every day. And yeah. that really gets to the core of what discipline is. It's, it's telling yourself no yeah. to say yes to a better thing later. Yeah. And I think one thing that we reverse, we think that, that desire listen, li- leads to discipline. I want, it, I want this, so I will discipline myself to get it. But often, discipline leads to desire. That uh, if, if you spend time with people, um, you'll, agra- you'll eventually begin to like those people better. Um, if, you, if you write regularly, um, you'll begin to figure out what you want to write about and things like that. Uh, if you if you p- discipline yourself to exercise, and pretty soon you'll begin to like to exercise and things like that. So discipline actually is is more powerful even than our own desires because our desires will be shaped by the things we practice and discipline ourselves to do. Yeah, I mean, it gets back to a point that we've made very early in this podcast, and uh, James Clear has that quote, right, that we don't rise to the level of our aspirations, we fall to the level of our systems. Yeah. And, and so... No matter how passionate you are about something, uh, you don't rise to the level of your highest passion. You will regress to the mean of the systems you've created yeah. for your life. And it also gets just just from a just from a purely <laughs> physical, neurobiological, I don't even know the term. Willpower is a limited commodity. Yeah. Yeah. You have a body. You only have so much energy to exert on something. And yeah. so no matter how passionate you are, how motivated you are. You only have so much willpower every day yeah. to get things done. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's what makes habits and the discipline of habits so critical. Yeah. So that's a lot of good thoughts, I think, that I just shared, but none of it has to do with the Bible. So what does this have to do with <laughs> Proverbs, Dad? And what does Proverbs say about uh, well, loving I th- discipline? I think it's focusing on what we discipline ourselves for is, the, is what Proverbs would put in. And the, and the first discipline that Proverbs would, would promote is the discipline of the pursuit of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's kind of like this is where you begin. Right. This is the uh, most important discipline you can embrace. Is and, and the reason for that is uh, Proverbs one through nine. The first nine proverbs are just about this single discipline of why to pursue wisdom and how to pursue wisdom. Um, uh, Proverbs eight seventeen says, I love those who love me, wisdom speaking those, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Yeah. So it's the diligent pursuit of wisdom. Proverbs 8, 32 through 36, Now therefore, O sons, listen to me, for blessed are they who keep my ways, heed instruction, and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts, for he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord, but he who sins against me injures himself. All those who hate me love death. And so there, this is a repeated theme. If you want to be wise, you have to pursue wisdom. Right. It's, it's readily available, but you've got to pursue it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think of Proverbs 9, which is the, the culminating chapter, right, in this pursuit of wisdom. But you have wisdom crying in the streets, and then you have folly crying in the streets. And there's lady wisdom and there's lady folly. Right. And they've both set a table. Yeah. And both tables are before you. But it says that uh, lady folly is loud. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I, I think of, the, which tells me that the voices of, cl- of folly are clamoring very loudly. Yes. Wisdom is calling, yes. but doesn't call as loudly. Yeah. You have to go pursue her. You yes. have to go seek her. And, and that really gets to the to where discipline and desire sort of dovetail yeah. in Proverbs, because Proverbs presents wisdom as a woman, mm-hmm. uh, personified as a woman throughout. And really the the pursuit of the woman that you would want to marry and the pursuit of wisdom are ultimately described in the same terms. Yes. In in Proverbs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that really changes your view of discipline for something. You know, I could discipline myself. I could put in the effort to win my wife. Well, wisdom will guard you, will benefit you, will bless you all the days of your life just as much yeah. as, as that uh, as that wise woman that you pursue. Yeah, exactly. And both are readily available. If you want folly, you'll find folly. Yeah. If you want wisdom, you can find wisdom. Right. But you have to choose. You have to choose, am I going to be a one marshmallow guy or am I going to be a two marshmallow guy? Yeah. Am I going to... Because with wisdom, you have to put off instant gratification because wisdom does not have the quick payoff that folly does. Yeah, but I, I would say it's readily available, but you have to seek it. Yeah. And so just as with a, a you know the, the the desirable woman in Proverbs is described as, you know, who can find them? They're yes. more valuable than jewels. Yeah. You know, just that there is a preciousness to finding yes. the kind of woman who will bless you. Yeah. Right. And in the same way, you have to seek out that wisdom that is yeah. that is truly valuable. No, that's very good. It's accessible, yeah. but it's a search. Yes. Yeah, Proverbs eighteen fifteen says, "The mind of the prudent acquires knowledge, yeah. and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge." Mm-hmm. Um, so exactly that—that that, uh, the wise person is one who is seeking wisdom, seeking knowledge, stuff like that. So I guess the question would be, why do we need to embrace the discipline of pursuing wisdom? And uh, one reason I would say is because we're not naturally wise. Nobody, nobody is all that smart. We're all fools until we learn wisdom. Uh, Proverbs twelve fifteen says, "The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel." And so, to be wise, you have to realize I'm not wise, right? And that what I think isn't necessarily true. Yeah, he who trusts in his own mind is a fool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Proverbs right. twenty eight, twenty six, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Right. And and so the whole idea in our culture that you have an intuition and a compass and all these things, Proverbs would say, you might, but it's warped. Yeah, it won't <laughs> and work. And if it's the only thing that's listening to, you're listening to, it'll lead you off a cliff. Yeah. Uh yeah. especially if you're just listening to the most immediate, the most urgent, the most pressing. That's folly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's shouting at you. That's it. So Proverbs 19, 20, and 21, listen to counsel, accept discipline, that you may be wise in your latter end. In other words, stop learning, and you'll become foolish. Right. Uh, many are the plans of a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. Stop listening, and you'll waste your life, mm-hmm. because you'll be distracted by things that won't last. Mm-hmm. And finally, Proverbs nineteen twenty seven: cease listing my son to discipline, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. So it's mm-hmm. a, it is a constant pursuit that we, we have for our whole life, 
uh, to find wisdom. Right. Because the, the folly is there for the taking. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, just this, this contrast throughout Proverbs, that uh, all the ways of a person are right in their own eyes. That, yeah. that, uh, that this just is a, it's on repeat throughout Proverbs that you will always be tempted to follow your intuitions and your urges in every single situation. Yeah. And the discipline is stop, know, think, acquire knowledge about how to engage in every situation of life. Yeah. And to have that hunger to, to know the wise path. Um, so we've talked about that already, right? We, we began this this little series talking about how wise people are lifelong learners and the need to acquire wisdom. What do you actually do to discipline yourself for this? What do you, what do you need to say no to? What do you need to say yes to? Cause this, we're talking about discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one thing uh, you need to say no to unnecessary information hmm. and you need to say yes to necessary information. Yeah. Um, Proverbs 17, 24, wisdom is in the presence of the one who is understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. <laughs> there, that the, the, the wise person is able to focus on what do I need to learn, what is immediately important for me in order to do what I need to do, and they're able to focus on that, while the fool can't focus. They're just, just Their eyes are all over the place. They're looking at everything but what they should be looking at. So I think, first of all, the wisdom of the pursuit, the discipline that's needed in the pursuit of wisdom is just the discipline on day to day to focus on what do I need to learn today? What? How do I hear from God? How do I learn the words so that I will have the wisdom I need for this day Right. while not wasting the energy of your mind on things that don't contribute to those things? So that would be one thing. Yeah, I think it's just as our, we have limited physical energy uh, we have limited mental energy, yes. I think, would be another, right? And yeah, so, yeah. you know, you think about how you expend your energy during your day. Uh, the same is true for your mind. Yeah. And, um, boy, I really, I saw that. I used to be a complete Twitter addict in mm. terms of just, because it's so gratifying to get new information. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it's such a dopamine hit to learn new things, and you feel like you're benefiting so yes. much from this. Yes, uh, But it it clouds your mind, it just, it takes up so much mental real estate and then it introduces all of these new problems mm -hmm. and, and, and your mind is, is just a, is primed to try to solve problems when it gets them like that. But there's all these problems that aren't immediately relevant to your life that you're trying to solve now and think through. Yeah. And it clouds your ability to think about the really important few things God is calling you to do today, yeah. which are going to require energy. Yeah. And that's not saying, you know, it's not saying, you know, don't ever stay informed on anything. It's just saying, how much do you need to think about the ends of the earth? Yeah. How much do you need to think about every single thing that's happening versus the few things God is calling you to do well today, yeah. which are going to require a lot of mental energy and attention to do well? You know, how will I come home and parent my kids well tonight? Yeah. <laughs> how, what does my wife need? And thinking about that beforehand, right? What are the things I need to get done now to benefit me for the rest of the week? It takes time to think through that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the more you are uh, just a, fixated on all the ends of the earth, the more you're not able to, to really make good decisions and the things that really are impacting you yeah. and the people around you. So again, discipline, you're discerning where to put your time and energy, and you're choosing the things that I am responsible for, the things that only I can do, yep. as opposed to interesting things that really have no bearing on my life at all. It's just interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. Yeah. Um, I think another is who you hang out with. Um, Proverbs thirteen twenty says, "He who walks with wise men will be wise, 
but the companion of fools suffer, suffers harm. And Proverbs 20:18, prepare plans by consultation, make war by wise guidance. In other words, who we associate with will kind of, in a large way, determine our level of wisdom. If we hang out with wise people, we'll learn things from them, and we'll be an encouragement to them, they'll be an encouragement to us. If we hang out with fools, we'll become a fool. And, and I think it's easy to think as Americans that we are kind of independent of each other and that, we, that we're not influenced by anybody, but we are influenced by the people we hang out with, either, either for good or for evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really true. And I think it's, it's one of the pitfalls of going to the, going to the Internet for answers. You know, I actually yeah. heard, a, heard, heard someone make this point. You know, when you think about developing moral judgment and how to make principled judgments in situations— you know, there's all of these kind of like ask the pastor venues online and stuff. Yeah. The problem is, even if they come up with a specific situation, it's never specific enough to your circumstance. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you have these kind of this this whole talking head industry of people giving answers on what to do in all of these situations. Well, none of those situations are your situation. Yeah. And that's where wise friends are so important. And a wise friend will not give you advice immediately. Here's what they'll do. They'll say, well, what about this? Well, tell me more about that. Yeah. Well, what different priorities are at stake? Well, what's the tension in that situation? Well, what, and that's wisdom, is having to look at the whole picture and then discern your way. Yeah. Um, and you just can't get that kind of input um, on the internet or from any other sport, source, but you can get it from wise friends. Yeah. yeah. Who will draw you out like that. Yeah. So. No, that's good. Very good. So focusing on what I need yep. to do what I need to do, um, having wise friends. I think a third one, is realizing that I need more information than I've got. Yeah. Uh, I like Proverbs 14, 15, the naive believes everything, yeah. but the sensible man considers his steps. Right. And just not to assume, I know what to do today. I know how to do it today, but to really consider what, what, what is before me, what information do I need that I don't have? Mm-hmm. And uh, just being aware of our, our constant need to attain more wisdom. Yep. Um, and then along that line, looking for the potholes, looking for the traps. Uh, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who watches his way preserves his life. Um, Proverbs sixteen seventeen. I, I, I've uh, kind of embraced that verse as my verse for driving. Um, that it's apt. I, it's got a highway in there. It's got a highway, so it's easy to remember. But it's just to realize that don't assume that you know what that driver in front of you is going to do. Don't assume that the lane that was empty to your right is uh, 10 seconds ago is empty now. Be aware of what's going on around you because things change so quickly. Yeah. I've got a great illustration of that because we were stopped on the freeway for an hour a few nights ago. It was a horrible accident. And just CHP shut down all traffic. So we're sitting still for an hour and you know the the hordes were getting restless and yeah. they're honking and yeah. they're getting mad <laughs> and so we're right by a um a, an on-ramp and so about 20 cars started using it as an off-ramp to uh-huh. get off the freeway uh-huh. and you know the cops didn't tell me to do this anything like that and it was just this great example of kind of like trying to trying to wheel something for yourself yeah. that you wanted to get out of this situation where you're stuck yeah and i looked at all of them doing it and i thought chp's not telling them to do that I haven't seen anyone get on that op ramp. I bet it's blocked on the other side. So 10 minutes go by, 20 cars go down. 
Eventually, you see the first one trickle back out <laughs> with the CHP leading them. And they all get back in line. They all sit there. And then they all wait while we go ahead of them. <laughs> and then they're all behind us and yeah. have to merge in yeah. as we keep going. But it's just this great example of um, being in a situation where you don't have enough information and trying to force your way to an outcome. Yeah. And it inevitably backfires. Yeah. And I just think, how often are we in situations in life like that where we feel stuck? And instead of considering our steps... We just try to do what we want to get a solution. Yeah. And then it backfires completely. Power your way through. Yep. Yeah. It's so often, you know, for me, it's I'm responding to that feeling of being trapped. I'm responding to the feeling of frustration. I'm, yeah. I'm not responding to wisdom. Right. I'm responding to feeling uncomfortable and I want it to stop this feeling. And so I do stupid things. Yeah. It's your but, lizard brain taking over. Yeah. And just, exactly. And just clouding your judgment. Exactly. Exactly. So. I think he who watches his way preserves his life. Yeah. Uh, we would avoid so much heartache if we just embrace that one thing of I need wisdom for today. If I I can make, I can destroy the whole day with a few lizard brain decisions <laughs> here, and so I need to be aware of that. Well, in planning your steps, you know, I think yeah. there is something. I, I think there's a misconception about discipline, mm-hmm. and the disciplined people have this incredible willpower in the moment to say no, right? So yeah. that they just get into moments and they're just able to grit it out yeah. and, and say no, and that's what I need to develop. I, I, I like what James Clear says, that the people with the most self-discipline exercise it the least. And, and what he means is that they create environments and yeah. habits yeah. so that they don't have to get in all these crisis situations to make the hard choice. Yeah. They've primed their life, they've planned ahead to make their path smooth, yeah. to, to think through the decisions they have to make. Okay, what are the hard things? When am I going to be most likely to get them done? When yeah. are they going to be easiest to get done? When, yeah. you know, what things can I automate in my life? Thinking through all of those things so that you don't have to exercise just tremendous willpower throughout the day to do everything because you've got good habits built in place. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. No, it, provi- it reminds me of Proverbs 19.3, the foolishness of man uh, ruins his way and his heart rages against the Lord. You know, <laughs> love that, that verse. That yeah, we make most of our own problems, and then but we we kind of give it over to God. Well, God, you were in control. Why did you let this happen? Right. Well, because you wanted it to happen. <laughs> That's what you chose. <laughs> and so I think it's realizing, hey, God is sovereign, but God gives us tremendous freedom in our choices, and we will reap what we sow. Yeah, He uh, certainly allows us to reap what we sow. He does. I mean, He guarantees and He guarantees it, it, that we will. Right. And I think that is another great motivation for the discipline to pursue wisdom, to realize how much power I have over the course of my life and over the course of my family's life by the decisions I make each day. If I really think about that, it causes me to be much more careful in the decisions I make. And as you said, setting up systems that will protect me and protect my family from my own natural dumbness. Right. So... That would be one, I think, um, one discipline that I would encourage everybody to embrace is just how am I pursuing wisdom every day? And maybe it's you begin by just a certain amount of time you spend without fail reading the Bible mm-hmm. and really asking God to teach you and helping you to see how what things do I need to embrace today? How does this affect my life? Because that's where we start. The, the wisdom comes from God. It comes from his word. And so you've, if you're going to be wise, you're going to have to be in the Scriptures. Yep. It's good. Which is no... If you've heard, listened to this podcast at all, this is not a revolutionary Shock, idea. Shocked, Dad. Shocked that you would say <laughs> begin the day with a word. Jeez, yeah. 
Good. Any other thoughts? That's all my thoughts for the day. That's good. We, we've got a lot more to say about discipline. Don't we do. We? Well, we've got three other areas that a wise person, a smart people, discipline. Good. First is is in the pursuit of wisdom, pursuing wisdom. Wisdom is like sport to a man of understanding, and uh, they, a man of understanding, a woman of understanding, loves the pursuit of wisdom because they they know how valuable it is. Folly is like sport to a fool. Yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, what are your sports? Well, that inspires me because if there's <laughs> one thing I love, it's Jesus. Yeah. And my family and the people of God and the Word of God and sports. Yeah. <laughs> love sports. So if wisdom could be sports, oh, man, as long as it's not a Niners Super Bowl loss. So I'm sorry. Sorry to bring <laughs> it back around. Sorry too soon. I know. But thank you, listeners. Uh, Hope this has been profitable to you. We'll talk to you again soon.